Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of May 19th. We welcome Tanner of the Odds of an Afterthought. This plus a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Your host here, Rodolfo Roman, joining you for another episode alongside the magnificent, fabulous, fantastic, dashing, did I say marvelous, George Alonzo. You know, your introductions are getting better and better every week, and I appreciate them so much. So yes, you're absolutely right, the marvelous, the fantastic, the fabulous, and the dashing, of course, talking about me and my world tour continues as today I hit the country of Australia and today I'm tasting a very juicy ribeye margarita that is really nasty hey father's days around the corner what better way of giving your dad a great gift such as ball wash for his boys down there visit ballwash.com and purchase your Ball wash right now. Get the funk off your junk. It makes a great gift for your dad. That's ballwash.com. Use the promo code ROMAN to get a discount. And get yourself a collar and elbow t-shirt while you're at it for your dad. Visit collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code the Roman Show to get a percentage off your purchase. Georgia, we got lots of stuff to talk about. I want to invite everyone to come out to the Miami Scottish Rite on June 8th. 305 Fights returns with some amateur mixed martial arts. That's June 8th at the Miami Scottish Rite in Miami, Florida. 305 Fights featuring amateur MMA. And on June 28th, Titan FC returns to Fort Lauderdale at the Extreme Action Park in Fort Lauderdale with a great, amazing Pro fight card that is in June, so we got some great MMA coming up uh, this month. That's June 28th, and that's also going to air live on UFC Fight Pass. All right, let's kick into gear and let's talk some pro wrestling on Reality Check. Speaking of uh, pro wrestling, George, we'll be out there in NXT this Friday uh, in Coral Gables. Look forward to seeing everyone out there. But let's talk about what's been going on uh, in the world of professional wrestling. Let's first kick off things with money in the bank. Not many people too excited because of the ending. Brock Lesnar winning the money in the bank. Uh, Bailey cashing in uh, her money in the bank victory and defeating Charlotte to win the SmackDown title. But let's talk first 
about Brock Lesnar. Not many fans were pleased about the end result. In my opinion, George, just my opinion, I thought that Money in the Bank was an excellent pay-per-view. I thought, in fact, it was better than WrestleMania, in my opinion. Uh, it had There were some spots, there were some moments that were a little slow. For example, the cruiserweight just didn't do it for me. That match just did, did not do it for me. Um, but for the most part, overall, I thought it was a great match or a great booking, great pay-per-view. I was entertained. And, and I, I, I'm me, and personally, I've been entertained by a WWE event quite some time. This one really did have me engaged. Well, you know, this might come off weird, but it's not like the WWE is looking at the ratings of pay-per-views anymore because they're on the WWE Network. So it doesn't really matter. But they do matter about the attention that their pay-per-views get. And mind you, don't forget, Money in the Bank was running right up against the season finale of Game of Thrones. So, of course, they threw out all their marbles to go against that season finale. And boy, did they give us something that I've been saying for days and weeks and months. The surprise factor is no longer there. And last no and at Money in the Bank, we received a huge surprise factor when we saw Brock Lesnar come in and win the Money in the Bank. And on top of that, Bailey becoming the first ever women's Grand Slam champion, which congratulations to Bailey on that. So, mind you, I feel like WWE did a great job with Money in the Bank, which is practically like a, a second-rate pay-per-view compared to the Big Four. Yeah, but they did a great job. They, they, they had that surprise. No one saw Brock Lesnar coming in. Heck, reports are coming in that the wrestlers themselves that were competing in the match didn't know that Brock Lesnar was coming out and... Uh, to uh, compete. So overall, I, I, in my opinion, I, I'm going to go ahead and give it a B plus uh, as far as rating of pay-per-view. What would you say you would give it? I would say the same, actually. Uh, now, did it beat WrestleMania? Yes. I would also agree with that. Uh, you know, WrestleMania was a B minus. Money in the Bank was a B plus. That's how close it was. Now, one thing that, was, that, that we, we were informed of is apparently they were having a pep talk prior to the pay-per-view, and they talked about AEW being competition to the WWE. I don't know about you, George, but I got a feel that the performers were, were given the green light. They, they were basically given the, the go-ahead to wrestle as they feel. I don't know if you, if you got that same outlook, right? if you got that same experience. And I'll start it off with the Money in the Bank women's uh, match. Again, it's not about AEW in this case because AEW has yet to even make their first pay-per-view. Their pay-per-view is this coming week, yes. But how can you compete against something you have not seen yet when it comes to their production? And don't say All In because All In was not even AEW yet. It was kind of like AEW Jr. So you cannot use All In. What I'm saying is they were going against Game of Thrones. So, of course, they had to throw in all the marbles. When you say TV show, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Game of Thrones. What's, and everyone went from partying on the streets to partying at home for this season finale. So, I'm giving credit, not to AEW with all due respect, I'm giving it to the season finale of Game of Thrones for pushing the buttons of, the, of basically Money in the Bank. Yeah, so we're going to see what happens now. Speaking of AEW, uh, Pac and Paige are off the card. Um, so 
some of the rumors that are speculating is because of creative differences. But the match will actually happen because it would air on YouTube this coming week after the pay-per-view. So you can see the entire match on YouTube exclusively. It's not going to happen in the actual pay-per-view, but you'll see it then. Now, your expectations, George, for the up-and-coming uh, Double or Nothing pay-per-view, first one for AEW. What, what do you, again, I'm a fan. I'm all for it. But WWE is still king. I don't think that they're going anywhere. And, and it's not that I'm bashing them. I'm really not. I, I respect for what they're doing. But in my opinion, I just think it's a glorified indie show. That That's just my opinion, George. Again, I'm going to tune in. I encourage everyone to watch it because it's pro wrestling. If you're a fan and you have to watch it, you should you should see it because, heck, more competition, better results, better performances, better shows for us fans. But to me, I just look at it as a glorified indie show. When AEW was first created, they called themselves an alternative. Alternative to what we're used to, meaning an alternative to the WWE, alternative to uh, impact. What that, what to me, what also alternative means is establish new stars, establish new faces, establish new stories, establish a new style of entertainment. It's an alternative, it, meaning it's different. Now, mind you, are they going to have a bunch of ro rocky roads on the way to, uh, to success? Yes, because it's not like they have the superstardom that WWE and Impact and Ring of Honor have. But it's an alternative, and that is how ECW started and gained their strength. They started off as an alternative. No one knew who the Sandman was. No one knew who Taz was. No one knew who Tommy Dreamer was. Shoot, no one knew who Shane Douglas was. But they became what they are, and I feel like AEW is going to follow in their footsteps. So God forbid, let's see what happens this weekend. It's going to be very interesting. And when they actually air on TNT to get the ratings, that's going to be interesting. I'm sure they'll have some, some pretty good uh, results there. Now, AEW this weekend, then they have a show in July. Uh, we won't have anything right, this is right now in August. And then we have September, which will launch the show. So they're, they're going to be quiet, per se. Because for that one month, after that July pay-per-view or July event that they have in Jacksonville, uh, they don't have much action going. So they have to build the, 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 the momentum leading up to the first live show on TNT. Well, I think uh, they think that they're going to leave a big enough impact after these shows. And as a matter of fact, they're going to have three shows, Roman. They're going to have the buy-in which is practically their pre-show for Double or Nothing, and then their Double or Nothing pay-per-view, and then you got, I think it's Fight for the Fallen in July. So they really ha are having three shows, and on top of that, I'm pretty sure they'll make appearances and conferences going into their TV show, announcing possibly more stars, announcing possibly new segments, uh, announcing their titles, so on and so forth. I, you don't technically need a show to advertise your first TV show. You just need great production, great advertisement, and, and just great entertainment. Well, we'd like to hear from you. What do you anticipate for this AEW first pay-per-view this Saturday? Send us an email, info at theromanshow.com. That's info at theromanshow.com. And switching gears, George, just a 
finalize this uh, segment of the Roman show. We were just notified the 24-7 championship, which in, in all honesty, it's the hardcore belt, just minus the hardcore. Uh, you can defend it. You could you could lose the title at any time, any place, any time. Um, <laughs> we we saw what happened. It was this huge, uh, uh, it was like a like a rumble. People just fighting uh, over this title. I I don't. I, it's fun. It's entertainment. It, it's but uh, nothing really new, George. Is not new. But I'm going to tell you right off the bat, if they think that this is going to grab ratings, I I think this was a miss. Again, they have to be different. They have like don't get like the hardcore and if you're saying that this is different, no it's not because it was a hardcore title stipulation, okay? Don't tell me that this was different. What I'm trying to say is they have to be different. They have to think about the current like product no one i can't think of anyone that wanted a 24 7 belt no one now if you ask me would they wanted a hardcore belt yes would they wanted a intergender belt yes but 24 7 is this your your ammunition against AEW? might as well throw in the white towel uh, white flag already I would have loved an intergender match. That would have definitely set them apart. That, but that's what I'm saying. You're with the current product. It's almost like, for some reason, the writers that are backstage are thinking, hey, because this is the 1960s, it's still going to work out now. The belt even looks childish. It looks like something you could buy off in Toys R Us. But I guess we'll just have to play with the program and wait to see what happens. Well, let's wait and see uh, what it continues. Again, this thing could be... Uh, n- now, I heard Nick Foley said the third hour of Raw, but then he said that it could be defended or you could lose it at any time. That doesn't make any sense to me. The, the, the third hour at any time. I don't, I don't understand that either, but the whole point is, is that what? Now every Raw, every SmackDown, uh, are we going to be filled with backstage segments all show long? Of them trying to win this belt. That's going to come off boring eventually. People are going to get bored. So. Again. A intergender belt would have been interesting. If you're so looking into equality. Wasn't WWE looking into equality? What happened to that? You know. Same thing for. um, A hardcore belt. WCW did hardcore. But they didn't go all hardcore. They just went PG hardcore. They could have done that. But did they do that? No. So I guess, again, I guess time will tell. We're going to have to wait and see, but you won't have to wait anymore. Tanner of throughout the uh, of odds of an afterthought is joining us right now on the Roman Show to talk about their latest EP throughout the eyes of change. Tanner on the Roman Show coming up next. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And on the line, we have Tanner of Odds of an Afterthought. This band is totally rocking. They released their EP throughout uh, the Eyes of Change, available uh, right now on, on, uh, for streaming services. And, of course, you can check out some of the stuff available right now uh, on any of your favorite streaming services. Tanner, thanks so much for taking your time and speaking to us, man. 
Yeah, dude, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So tell us about the EP, man, Through the Eyes of Change. Uh, it's great stuff. Yeah, man, so uh, so Through the Eyes of Change, is uh, it's a little bit different, um, just the concept of the EP um, from our past releases. Um, so our we kind of, just a little brief overview, our, our band started a little bit over six years ago. We, uh, we kind of started as like a high school rock band. Um, we weren't really all into into the heavier metal stuff um, so much, but I mean, kind of as time went on, um, we kind of just evaluated the scene here in Minnesota, um, and the the scene in Minnesota is booming with metal right now, and the metal scene has always kind of been um, a huge thing. So we kind of decided that like through over the years, we were, we really kind of wanted to be playing heavier music, and uh, so we just kind of just been incorporating um, the heavier elements as time goes on. And uh, Through Eyes of Change is definitely probably the heaviest stuff we've ever written. Um, it's the most honest stuff we've ever written. Um, just looking forward to releasing it and letting everybody yeah, really hear it. And you can hear that in Checkmate, the, the single, just right from the top, it starts off heavy. Right, yeah, we just released a single called Checkmate, and that's the first song we wrote for the EP. So that kind of, I mean, like the whole vibe of that song and like the heaviness of that song is kind of just setting the pace for like the rest of the EP. So you went from totally different uh as far as the the style you had mentioned the reason why but but can you verify, just give us a little more detail a little more um more information as far as why you decided to go this way um yeah i mean uh i guess just uh sorry i what was the question i totally forgot yeah. so you went from you went hard you went hard very very heavy metal you said as a little bit of inspiration because of your surroundings, but on your end, um, you know, why did you guys at the band just decide, you know, let's, let's go heavy, and, and, and what was the inspiration behind it? Was it because of one of you guys specifically or as a band in general? Right. Um, honestly, for me specifically, and my brother, who also drums, he's sitting with me right now, so he'll probably chime in on here in a second. But uh, he, um, I don't know, for me personally, uh, so for like the first about five years of the band, I've been tied up playing guitar and trying to do vocals both at the same time. Um, and I mean, it just kind of got to the point where I felt like I just wanted a little more, I mean, just even at live shows, I wanted a little more stage freedom. I wanted, uh, I feel like just by doing vocals and just by screaming and doing, uh, the cleans, I'll be able to have a lot more, uh, energy on stage. It'll kind of draw the crowd in more. So I know personally for me, the heavier route, not only because we've been listening to it for quite some time, but I think just, like, for, like, our live show, too, that's, like, one of the biggest things is just, like, drawing the crowd in. It's, like, the high-energy performance. Now, uh, personally, I'd like to talk to you some some of the other stuff from that you previously released, uh, Legacy, and I, I can see just hearing through some of the lyrics there that you guys spill your thoughts and emotion in this, this song, Legacy. Yep. Tell, tell me a little bit about that and the lyrics behind it. What was the motivation behind it? Uh, Legacy is kind of just like one of those... Uh, I'm trying to think. I think Legacy was actually the first song we wrote off the Stronghold DB2. Um, yeah, and the, the chorus is kind of like the anthem of that song, and it says, fade away, fade away from um, yesterday. The past is gone, distant memories. So it's basically just like not dwelling on the past, whether, I mean, a lot of people they're making mistakes and you know it's just kind of just like don't dwell on the past make sure you're looking ahead make sure you're looking towards the future there's a lot brighter things ahead now obviously your faith plays a major role in the band um tell us a little bit that I mean, we, we are you guys uh born into a christian home or 
But did you guys uh, went the Christian route later in your lives? Yeah, right. So, um, so we actually started off the first three, three, four years of the band. We were actually labeled as uh, a Christian band. Me and uh, my brother Logan, who was mm-hmm. in the band, we uh, were raised Christians, grew up in a Christian home. So obviously, our parents uh, taught that upon us, and we kind of just like went with the flow throughout life with what they taught us with mm-hmm. um, faith and everything. We kind of incorporated that into the into the lyrics for the first half of the band, and then. Um, we have, it's not like we've swayed from our faith or anything, but we just kind of decided um, uh, two years ago or so that we weren't going to have the, the, just the Christian band label anymore mm-hmm. because uh, we figured it'd be turning away from our uh, potential draw, but we're still going to be, you know, holding true with uh, the lyrics, and I'm still adding elements, of course, personal faith things. I'm adding that kind of stuff into the lyrics as well. Um, and then really, I think the coolest thing about that is if people uh, are listening to the lyrics and they really have any questions about what the stuff's about, they can just honestly come up and talk to us about it. Well, that, that's cool. And that's always great to have that interaction with fans because many, many people might be going through what you are just you know, stating in, yep, in, right. in the lyric itself. So um, now what are your, some of your inspirations as a band? Any particular bands that you looked up to uh, that you were big fans of? Yeah, so uh, I think one of the biggest main uh bands for uh me and logan actually uh is a a metal band called august burns red Mm -hmm. um we've been pretty big fans of them for quite some time we've seen them live quite a few times um they easily by far put on one of the best live performances we've ever seen as far as stage presence go sound lights um we just really i don't know look up to them as far as that goes um for our new music we kind of we kind of collectively had the idea to throw it, kind of throw it back a few years, um, where everybody really enjoyed the metalcore uh, scene. It was uh, 2010-ish to like 2013. A lot of like metalcore was was booming, and a lot of people enjoyed that. So we were just had the idea to incorporate a lot of like those older metalcore vibes into this music and uh, kind of throw it back. Cause I think a lot of people are not expecting bands to do that but a lot of people are uh i guess you could say miss that kind of music so do you think that metalcore genre is still you were mentioning it and it's it's interesting you bring that up do you think it's kind of fading away because you're right there were like all these bands coming up with that type of style and listen i I like metalcore myself but it seems like it's uh it's kind of drifting away yeah i mean do you have anything yeah, hey, this is Logan. This hey, Logan. Is Pierre's brother, the yeah. drummer. Yeah, Logan. Your thoughts um, on that? You, you think, because I remember all these bands that were just coming all out once, and now, you know, it's it's it's, it's drifting. You're getting um, like Greta Van Fleet, you know, who's completely different from that type of genre. Uh, but we're, we're different. We're getting different styles of, of rock or metal that, that people are getting into. Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, you can only do, like, the same thing so many times. And people are, like, branching out looking for, like, to expand the horizons. They want to, like, be, like, the next big thing. They want to have the next new sound and whatever that is at the time. Um, So, like, yeah, back then, metalcore with, like, the electronics and, like, breakdowns and stuff in, like, the 2010 era was, like, big. But now it seems like, you know, there's a lot of more, like, either, like, hardcore or, like, alternative or, like, indie stuff Mm -hmm. is, like, really, like, kind of on the horizon. So... Yeah, it's it's really like 
it just depends on like the era but we on that like like tanner said we're trying to like have that nostalgia feel of that 2010 metalcore stuff for our new uh new ep i'm looking forward to seeing it and now you guys are going to be uh heading on the road minneapolis of course uh in june starting off and you end up in wisconsin what can people anticipate from uh this tour and who are you touring with uh, this tour is a solo tour. It's just us. We're going to be touring. This is the first tour done um, post-releasing the new EP. So, yeah, it's called the Through Eyes of Change Tour. We're basically just bringing the new songs. Um, we've been... We we tour the Midwest a lot, and we have branched out into the east, eastern states and the east coast quite a bit. We actually haven't even branched out uh, western yet. Um probably mainly because our van has been terrible and we won't want to drive that through the mountains but we just upgraded a van so we're now looking to uh, branch out that way but yeah uh this tour we're going from minnesota we're just going to go basically straight south we have uh, a few dates in texas but we're going to be hitting states obviously on the way down there and then we head up to uh the nashville area and um up to like kentucky and then just back over to st louis and back and then we end in wisconsin so we're kind of just doing a, a little loop any chances of uh, maybe in, in, in later this year may drive yourselves to Florida, man? We'd love to have you down here. Yeah, right. We've Man, we've talked about going on to Florida. We've gotten, I wouldn't necessarily say super close, but we've played uh, like south of Nashville. We, I don't even think we've hit Atlanta yet. We're trying to branch our way a little bit more um, south and eventually can hopefully hit Florida. That'd be sweet. We actually, me and my brother, we actually drive to Florida like, every year for vacation so well, my, why not why not get a gig out of it while you're at it right yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned about august burns red being one of your favorite bands is that one of the bands that you would like to tour with or is there another band or bands that uh you guys would like to be part of the bill oh man uh yes touring with august burns red that would be a dream come true um i think for me and with the style that we're headed with it a lot of our influences would be bands that I definitely want, would uh, hit the road with. So bands like um, We Came As Romans, they've been a big influence for me, especially Dave, their vocalist and their screamer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the main vocalist uh, influences for me. Um, I See Stars, they're also a metal band. They're, they've been awesome. Always been listening to them. Um, there's a band that has been on hiatus. Um, they're called The Ghost Inside. Mm-hmm. They have a really like melodic, hardcore uh, feel and I don't know. I think those three for sure would be awesome to uh, to hit the road with. I don't know about you, Logan. Do you have any other bands? Yeah, I mean, just really any like like bigger band uh, style in the metalcore would be awesome to play with. Um, but we're we're not like picky. We we'd like tour with really anybody who's yeah. who's willing and up for the up for the adventure. Awesome. Well, guys, you know, I wish that the Vans Warped Tour would be touring as as they used to. Now they selected shows. I'm sure you would have been a great fit for that. Yeah. Well, Logan Tanner, I want to thank you so much for your time, and uh, I really look appreciate uh, this interview. And again, I invite everyone to check out their music, Odds of an Afterthought, and check them out at a city near you. Uh, you can go ahead and follow them on uh, your favorite uh, streaming service and check out Through the Eyes of Change. Thank you, boys, for your time, man. And again, please put it in there somewhere when it's cold over there up north. Come down to Florida. We'd love to have you. Yep, you bet. We will. Uh, we'll try to make it down. Thanks again. Awesome. Thanks, Tanner. Thanks. And now it's time to give you a. Time to give you a...
All right, George, you heard it. We heard from Tanner of uh, the odds of an afterthought. You can listen to the band uh, on any of the streaming services and Spotify and so forth. And check out their latest EP, Throughout the Eyes of Change. And check them out on tour as they come to a city near you. All right, let's talk a little bit about the mixed martial arts stage. Norch cut was knocked out in the first round by Cosmo Alexander. Broke his cheekbone into 30 pieces. 30 pieces, George. Can you believe that? Now, Sage Northcutt was in the UFC. He was released, and then he fought on 1FC this past uh, week. And that's where he got knocked out uh, in the first round. At one point, Sage was supposed to be the the angel, right? He was supposed to be the one of the UFC, or Dana White's boy, uh, if you would say. Well, I guess Dana White always knows about what he has, and he released him. And now he's over at 1FC, which it did not go his way. He got knocked out. I'm sure he'll be recuperating. And uh, maybe Sage will get his feet wet again and look and search for another victory. Because that debut he had for 1FC did not go his way. Also, Yashohito Akiyama, better known as Sexy Yama, is returning to mixed martial arts action. He's going to be part of the upcoming 1FC event in Shanghai on June 15th. If you remember Sexy Yama, he's very popular in the UFC, overseas in, in Asia specifically, but he hasn't fought since three years ago, George. It's quite a long time to be away from the cage. Yeah, of course, because, you know, like, don't get me wrong, you never learn your technique, but, but your body doesn't get used to it. It's kind of like if you went to the gym uh, for six months, and then you stop for another six months, your body says, hey, I guess we're taking a break now. So that's the issue. Of course, you take a break from MMA, your body's not going to get used to it. So now you got to get back to used to it. So let's good luck. And he is in his 40s. Uh, so sexy Yama, let's see how it turns out for him in, uh, on 1FC. And also, I'd like to finish off the episode, Rashad Evans, congratulations. He is now headed to the UFC Hall of Fame as part of the modern wing. Congratulations to Rashad Evans, definitely deserves it. A man who made a name for himself in the world of MMA, uh, in the UFC, of course, and he now commentates uh, uh, fights. Actually, he just did one not too long ago here for Titan FC. Uh, so great to see Rashad Evans. Uh, a man that uh, that has well, very well known in the world that makes martial arts, winning a title, of course, and uh, knocking out um, Rashida uh, in such a spectacular fashion. Uh, so absolutely, my hat off to Rashad Evans, who when he was announced when it was announced that he was going to the UFC Hall of Fame, he got very emotional. So well, well deserved to Rashad Evans. All right, folks. Well, we'll catch you next week right here on the Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on our social media. Uh, at Roman Show Media on Instagram, the Roman Show on Twitter, and Roman Show Media as well on Facebook. We'll catch you right here on the Roman Show next week. You haven't on, you haven't heard. Take, 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 take.